and we're back. Welcome. Sad people. Welcome back, people. What are we saying? We got, a, got quite a few man them in the in the studio. In the his house. In the his house. And we got a very special guest with us as well. Mm, very illustrious as we yeah, do. Illustrious guest only, man. As we That's do. how we do, bro. Sometimes some men get on Vice, some men, some men get on YouTube, some men get on Tommy Hill. <laughs> Figure it was someone, you know, <laughs> a young days. It happens, you young, know, it happens, uh, it happens. Yeah, silly, young yeah, BBC, silly. you know. You know, you know, we, got, like, Vogue, we got Vogue published, like, yeah, models yeah, and yeah, them yeah. things. Uh, what do you want? <laughs> He serves, he slays, he, whatever <laughs> what adjective that we got, he smashes it and he captures. So, actually, welcome to the house, Mr. Corbin. Captures. Hello, people. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Thank you for having me. Round of applause, round of applause, round of applause. Big love, big love. The man himself is in the house. Let's start off off the rip. How'd you get your name? Corbin Captures. Oh, my surname is Corbin. Okay. Yeah, my surname is, I'm James Corbin. So, my surname is Corbin. Um, I started off my brand, uh, Cool Bane Captures, when I was like 13. I was in like, yeah, yeah, nine. Uh, yeah, nine. Yeah, nine. Yeah, wow. I just picked up a camera and I was taking pictures. So I was like, yeah. That's how I, yeah, came up with it, got a logo, and I started going out to like parties, taking pictures. That's how I started. At 13? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Man. Yeah. I also love TV. I, I, I liked like media, TV things. And yeah, I just wanted like a brand to go under and right. be booked and create a page. And yeah, I didn't project what it would be now, of course. But mm. yeah, I thought I'd just take some pictures and videos. Yeah. For the brand. Bro was Mass- out here 13 with a brand. to get booked and busy. He said he 13 <laughs> with a brand, bro. Come he said, on. listen, this is where we're going. I got a vision. I need a logo. Mom, yeah. Mom, this is where we're going. I have a get, get on, get left. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you feel that support early on, or was it something that you was just an independent? You knew something told you inside that I need to be involved with the entertainment industry. Yeah, like I knew that's what I liked. Mm-hmm. I knew like in secondary school, you're not really learning about anything creative mm-hmm. like that. I had photography; that was the nearest thing too. Mm-hmm. But still, that's not like where you're able to make your own sort of content. Mm-hmm. And at the time, people wasn't watching YouTube like that. I don't really know about YouTube, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, in terms of your question was support, mm. not really. Like, black parents, you know, it, that's a wide term to use, but like, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, you, you're going to play about with this camera, okay. Yeah, yeah. You've like, I, had to, I had to save up dinner money to get my first camera, and mm. that that meant I, meet, I meant it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, you know, it's silent observatory, that's what it was from family, yeah, until uh, you see something happen. Yeah. Did no one stop you I... in your path or anything like that? There was no like friction against that. Not re- not really. Not there was friction, but not because of that. Not because of that. Just simply because, like, you know, people people buy heads. Yeah. yeah. And it's like lack of support. Is it? It is harder sometimes. Mm. But yeah. Especially, yeah. Especially when you pick like a creative path. Because mm. I bet if you said if you had a stethoscope in his hand, yeah, it would have been yeah. calm. James B. It wouldn't be less friction. Yeah. Exactly. Where are you guys from? Sorry, I'm African. What country are you from, though? Congo. Yeah, fully Congolese. Yeah, fully Congolese. Yeah, yeah Ningala. Ningala, indeed. Yeah, that way. Yeah. And yourself? Um, Grenadian, Saint Lucian, and Trinidad. So all Caribbean. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm you both worlds. Like I'm East Congo? African and I'm oh, Caribbean. I'll say. What part of you, sir? Um, I'm half Kenyan and the other half is Jamaican and Bayesian. Oh, okay, sick. Crazy. So, like, Mash up the place, sir. <laughs> So if you're, <laughs> if 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 you if so if you guys are coming from first generation, your parents second. are first generation, second generation. So like obviously they obviously brought you to this country or had you in this country or whatever. So to have a better life, and it's like what people understand is you need to have a solid career that's gonna make you money. Mm, and solid career, yeah. Yeah, and it's not understood about the creative industry. So it's like, oh, you're doing something creative, okay. Mm. It's, there's not really much to ask about. They don't know so, until they see something <laughs> yeah. happening. Creative and... Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. So yeah, I think it was very, there was that. Uh-huh. It was that, it was that. Unless they see you literally on their screens with the, you know, people that are white, mm, yeah. you know. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> They're wow, like, wow, I don't really wow. know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they need to see it with their own two eyes, like right in front of them. Or somewhere. at least with their bank account. They, yeah, can, yeah, they need yeah. to feel it at the very least. <laughs> they don't yeah. have to see your publicizer and that, but if they're getting a cool little something, something, it's like, no. Something in an envelope. <laughs> I guess he's doing this. No, no, photography's doing all right. Yeah. No, <laughs> still wants to be a doctor. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, I, I had to, even like thinking in that way as well, I had made it a thing where I had to grind if I wanted to be able to create content. Mm. So having multiple streams of income from young was something that was just instilled in me. Crazy. Yeah. Who, sell them cookies. <laughs> you got to sell them cookies, sell them Lucas in the playground. Uh, yeah. Who's telling you about all this information? Like, he's, he's, That's who you was in the playground. Yeah, I was the person that was selling he food. He had the Lucas A sport. He yeah. had the Kit Kat. Donuts. The Unsung heroes. Lucas, oh, my God. Unsung heroes. I saved up to buy a MacBook Pro. I had to do nice. something radical. Yeah. I asked my mum about it. She was just like, mm, what do you need a MacBook Pro for? Mm. At the time, people had a house computer. So it was like, what do you actually need a MacBook uh, Pro? I get it, number. though. I get it, though, because it's a lot. With 1K. Asking this child asking you for 1K. So I, I put, I had to save and make mm. money. Yes, in the anyway. I knew. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. There's a lot of, um, I guess, mental mental fortitude that kind of grows with you. As mm, exactly. You steps, you realise you've got to sell in school. That's one thing. You actually go and do it, and then you realize how much a MacBook is and how much you got to grind to get there. That's another thing. You finally get there, and you still got to do your business and develop yourself. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess that from a young age, you was already kind of learning, you know, the 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 state of the world. You know, not even exactly. an adult, just how to make money and how to kind of look after yourself. In, that's in it. Sense, that's that's it. Yourself. That's it. Looking after myself. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Man had a job from early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real, real talk. You had your own business from. <laughs> yeah, and I even you know what's crazy as well because I used to like print off the logo and print it on like tops and sell it as merch. I don't know what I thought I was doing. I don't know what the purpose was, but it was just like yeah, like the seeing what I do now, like it goes hand in hand. Yeah, in tandem, it's almost too smooth. Like it's been written, I'd say. So I don't know. Moving on to that, I don't know. Maybe do you? How do you feel? Like do you? Are you someone that's into manifestation? Are you someone that's into like spirituality? Like, how did you use your mind so effectively so young? So yeah, I rely, I rely on God heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah. And you, some people call it manifesting. I call it prayers. Okay. Um, and yeah, yeah. Putting that out there, it's like, I call it faith in action, FIA. Mm. So it's like, I'm praying about something, but I'm doing all that I can to to get to where I want to do my part so God can do his part. Faith that's on, that's the way I works, see it. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Faith in action. So you got you got to do the action for yeah. your faith to be activated. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, I, I've spoken things into reality. Like some you know, you don't believe necessarily things are gonna happen, mm. but you've got to say it, you've got to believe it. Yeah. And then you just gotta do and then the rest will come together. That's yeah. how everything seemed to have worked out so far. So yeah. Yeah, that's the formula. Sounds like uh, reverse engineering as well, man. You start off with the final picture. You don't know how you're going to mm-hmm. get there. You're so yeah. far away from it. But yeah. Eventually, step after step. Yes. Little, little by little, you get closer and the picture becomes clearer and clearer. Mm, yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. We're, <laughs> we're cooking now. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I think that feeling as well is extremely powerful. Yeah. Just gaining that, that bit of confidence in yourself after every little step that you're taking towards it. Because only you know you're your goal that you kind of set out and, and what that yeah. kind of feels like or looks like. Knowing you're close as well. Yeah. And g- gauging how close or far away you are and it helps you for like planning in the future and being more strategic. For sure. That way, I've, yeah, a lot of my wins has been off like learning of things that haven't worked out mm. or seeing what I've done wrong or something. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it has been based on what hasn't happened. A lot more rejections than mm. wins. Yeah. 100%. How do you kind of deal with rejections and stuff like that? Well, right now, okay, so right now um, in 2022, I'm now like, I. so one of the things I do is modeling, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Very things, well. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the things that I've got to like go through is rejection. Like the, there's been times where I've been told in a week, you're going to be doing this for, da-da, for Prada, da-da. you're going to go here. And it's like, you put your hopes up and then, on the day of, or maybe not even on the day of, you just don't get a call. You're like, what's going yeah. on? What's happened? I booked my week, cleared. Wow. So that's very, like, uh, the an industry like that, it's like, I'm just very used to having to take it in my stride. What's next? Because if yeah. you 
like harbor that energy. It's like when you do get a job, it's like you've not represented yourself well. Mm, yeah. You've not even performed well because you're just thinking, oh, oh, they probably won't even want me or I don't have something next. Like you yeah. just have to enjoy what you have in the moment and your stride was for me will be for me and that's it. That's how yeah. I see it, yeah. Yeah, that's how I take rejections, yeah. yeah. What about you guys? Rejection, I think it takes a little second for me. You know, but it's, it's something similar as well. Human, like, though. Now, you're human. You yeah, exactly. remember you're human. You're allowed yeah. to feel sad I, and no, pick yourself up. I, yeah. I, I try not to dwell on or dwell on it too much. Mm. I, I don't like having to lick my wounds and then and then hold on for it for too long. Because mm. you can, that energy, that like, that negativity, yeah, it can hold on to you and you can project it out somewhere else. 100%. So, yeah, you, exactly. you, as you said, you just got to take in your stride and move on. Mm -hmm. And also just not, not feeling that as if everything's so personal as yeah. well. And, and feeling like you have all that control, you know, because that's where really where disappointment and failure kind of lies, where you have one plan, your plan, mm -hmm. it doesn't go to your plan as, ex as it usually doesn't happen. And then you feel, you know, dejected. You kind of start knocking yourself up a little bit. And that can be a bit of a snowball as well. Mm. So yeah, kinda, Exactly. I mean, you can only control your actions, isn't it? Anxiety and stuff. Um, yeah, I've I've seen you kind of work yourself into spaces where it's new for yourself. Mm -hmm, yeah, uh, dealing with people that are dealing with you in a different way than how you used to be dealt with, or yeah. how you used to feel like you know you was you was being perceived in that. How did you, you know, pivot into someone that kind of deals with uh, anxiety in a more positive way, or was it you know more spiritual, or I guess just um um I think uh so. When I started to work in TV, which was like a few years back, I like would realize like I'd be very aware that I'm the only like, person of color in the room, mm. and it would be very startling. Like, and like so, any like microaggression or anything, I just wanted to leave. Like, I was just mm. like, this ain't worth it. I'm not feeling happy. I want to go. And then it's like I'd have to literally psych myself up because like when I was entry level, so I was literally like doing teas and coffees and like I was running this person over here, getting stuff from the stores. But I was grateful to be in the space because I literally wasn't. It was even to get into entry level in TV was just hell. Like it was. Yeah. It's like there's no application system for like a lot of creative jobs. It's like if you know somebody, if you're referred somewhere or so, and it's like. I had to like think about my purpose of why I'm doing this, yeah. what I want to do at the end of it. And it's going to be something I'll speak on later on because clearly it's something that's bothering me and it's going to bother many yeah, other yeah. people who look like me in any way 100%. that wants to work in the industry. Because it's work. Going to why should I feel like I'm like a minority at work? Yeah. I know many creative pe black people. I'm just like, it wasn't clicking to me until I more like stepped forward and working in the industry. Oh, okay. But yeah. answering your question about feeling um and anxious, yeah, I did used to feel anxious because mm. it was like, do I need to not show, be too black, not be too black. Yeah. And so, cause let me go, let me tell you a little story time. I remember I was working on like this um, late night TV show, talk show, it's like one of the biggest in the UK, but if not the biggest talk show in the UK, right? Put your mind there, I can't say the name. Mm, sure. So I'm there, like I've been told I'm taking care of the green room. So this is where the celebrities and, their, you know, the agents and stuff go. And then after the show, everyone goes in, host and everything. And they have, we're serving them wine. And they were like, you're in charge of the green room today, James. Um, they were like, you're, you also got in charge of the music. So connect your phone to the, to the sound system. We don't want any any booty popping music and i was like what i was just like where did i come from like and there's me like putting Gosh. myself in like what's the like in my most professional mode to mm. please people that don't understand my culture if that makes sense and then it's like it don't matter they still see your skin color you're still seen yeah and you get reminded at some point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. then i was like yeah like i that I, there's no, I'm here to work. Why should I feel uncomfortable in this room? And so, and since then, like I've been in lots of spaces now where it's only after I realized, wow, I, normally the first thing I think is, oh God, people are looking at me because I'm black, but yeah. I'm here, I'm going to wear this room because I deserve to be here, work to be here. Why should I not? Yes. This is my workplace. These are my colleagues. Do you, and so, yeah. In doing so, do you feel like you, you get embraced more in those rooms as well? 
I think people do get a bit of shock. Yeah. They're like, how is he so confident? Yeah. You know? And they're like, oh, wow. Like the, But to me, it's like, this has worked after many years of trying to be the most quietest in the room. 100%. And so, and like missing opportunities because exactly. I don't want to speak too much, be too noticed. Humble, I'm, just... I'm worried about how this person's going to perceive me, what this yeah. person thinks of me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something a lot of the population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. It's just normal stuff. And and that's why I got to kind of put, took my hat off to, to when I'm hearing these type of stories because there's not a lot of us that actually get to that position, to, you know, to, to where we've actually seen the light on the other side and been like, okay, cool, we've moved on from this room. I know people that are currently still in those type of yeah. environments and they're just still trying to be, you know, courteous and working under it and quote-unquote humble if you're forcibly being humbled you know it's it's kind of it's a form of um what's what's the word not restraining but you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. Someone's trying to trying to hold you down to a, to a certain level and stuff so i feel like that that in the corporate space is definitely like it's almost championed mm, what, you know being humble being quiet yeah yeah don't do too much stay in your lane policing ourselves as people yeah. of color exactly yeah, subservient type vibes and then when you like show Show your true colours, quote unquote. Being yourself. Yeah, exactly. No harm to And no then one. people acting surprised. It's like, oh, I didn't know you. I didn't know you was like this DJ. I was like, uh, like, of course, there's professionalism. I'm not saying everybody should walk in looking like looking like they're in their home, yeah, or yeah, yeah. chilling <laughs> with their guys. But like, you shouldn't have to like things that are natural to you, like as your culture. Yeah. Why should you not be allowed to bring it to work? Like, you know, somebody from. Um, somebody who's Sikh, they will wear their heads why they they wear their headscarf so why would you take off certain things yeah. that was part of you yeah you know so yeah i don't think i don't encourage no one to humble themselves or like into for no reason like this because yeah. i believe between like a lot of black spaces i see people this person needs to be humble this person needs mm. to quite unless they're you know disrespecting other people which is another thing yeah why should they not be themselves and not be who they are? Yeah. yeah, be happy to be in their skin and just flaunt the skills and yeah. be confident in what they've got, you know, currently yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah, ancestors were, were, were tied up for how long? So, yeah, why should we not, <laughs> you know? It's true though, man. Gen that generational, I feel like that generational mindset is still passed down, you know. You, you still, when you come into the office, make sure you don't anger the, the man. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't step on too many yeah. toes and just make sure you come back with enough with enough of a payday and, and, and everything else will be fine. But then that causes, you know, that mental strain, you know, feeling like you're not really doing enough in, on the planet or just, you know, feeling like you're appreciated in your mm -hmm. workspace and that. And these are spaces we spend most of our time in. Yeah, exactly. So you spend you most of your day home, at work, yeah. And you can't be yourself for <laughs> most of the hours of yeah. your day. <laughs> you mm -hmm. That's why, like, as we discussed earlier, like, I feel like what you do is purposeful in terms of your work and where you go and the spaces you occupy. Yeah, and I w that led me to my question of how did the Tommy Hilfiger, like, campaign-ish and work working with them come about? Oh, okay. Um, Right, so... What was the process uh, like? Ooh. Uh, that was interesting. That was... So I remember my agent saying that there was a job. There was a job for, like... Tommy Hilfiger, but I didn't know what it was. Mm. So I just assumed that it was like, just go in and shoot some stuff for their website yeah. against, the, you know, white background or so. And like, so I was just like, okay, cool. They were like, you need to go in for casting. I was like, casting to do? See you. I look like, exactly. come and work. I don't, castings aren't paid, by the way. Yeah. Castings okay. aren't paid. Oh. You could be traveling halfway across the UK and yeah. you could be told you're not using them. Wow. I put some like, fittings and stuff like that. They, they uh -uh. wow. Uh -uh. Okay. Uh, there's no that. payment unless you get the job, innit? Wow. Yeah. There's no payment you get the job. So yeah, I go to the casting and they're like, oh, it's in the office. They're like, it's in Knightsbridge. I was like, mm. it's in Knightsbridge. <laughs> Normally I co-check by the area, but I didn't do my research. I was like, okay, okay cool. just you know, put on the jeans and a t-shirt and went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I go in there, it's a big corporate building. It's like the headquarters, Tommy Hilfiger headquarters. I'm like, yes. what kind of casting's here? And, um, you know, I, I'll come out the lift and it's like boardroom table oh, with like these, gosh. you know, 
like, like directors and stuff and they're explaining to me like, oh, this is for the fashion awards. We're winning Tommy Hilfiger's being um, handed what? outstanding, <laughs> like uh, he's a, like a veteran award, you know, for this award show in the um, Royal Hall. And I was like, what? And I was just there, but it's like, nice to meet you, James. And so, you know, they're talking all like proper. And I was like, Royal I'm just in my t shirt figure. <laughs> people are like dressed very well. I was like, wow, wow. I was like, so, um, anyway, the fitting was done. And, you know, there was like some people that like, we've seen some of the stuff you've done and stuff. We thought it'd be amazing to have you here. And um, they were like, we'll see you at the rehearsal. I'm like, rehearsal for what? Because people want to be clear what's going on. People want to be clear what's happening going on. So I turn up to a rehearsal. It's like, um, they're like, you know what? This is for a runway. Like you're, there's, there's going to be like this sort of catwalk sort of thing at the fashion awards and yeah we have people rep where like showcasing all of Tommy Hilfiger's best moments in fashion so all the way from the 70s the 80s the 90s oh. the early 2000s and right we want you to like sort of embody like the hip-hop like the hip-hop side of things that like, uh, early school like Lalia, Biggie all those areas where they used to wear like really cold Tommy Hilfiger fits. Yep. I feel like that's their best era. Yeah, it was early, yeah. early 2000s, late 90s. Exactly. Late 90s, definitely. That was a, was a cultural shift, man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that was wild. That was wild. Yeah. But yeah, um, at the rehearsal, they're like, okay, you got to rehearse. Bear in mind, I've never walked a runway before. Okay. So that was my first wow. runway. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And my yeah. thing is, when I'm in that mode, where I don't know what I'm doing. I yeah. just have to walk with. That's be confident about whatever yeah. I do, and then if, if and then that's it. So, whatever I do, I meant it. <laughs> basically, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're getting in our cues and stuff, and they're like, you're walking beside two other people. I was like, okay, cool. They're like, okay, you're walking beside some girl called Winnie and another girl called um, Aisha. And I was like, okay. And then they're like, oh, okay, so Winnie Harlow's in the middle. I was like, Winnie, what? Yeah, 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 <laughs> I said, yeah, I was yeah, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, yes, I was yes. like, Winnie. And then I started to see in the rehearsal, there was like, like even just for the rehearsal, there was like celebrities in the rehearsal mm -hmm. and stuff. And I was like, this is much more well, than I? what I thought it was. <laughs> No, and me? everything. Yeah. Is that you? <laughs> yeah. Naomi yeah. closed the show. I thought it was wild. Name. No Naomi. Everyone no, knows Naomi. No, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> that one. It was a it was a wild experience. Um one of one of the my most memorable experiences in fashion, because that's a big deal. Like there isn't plus size guys walking runways, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's to be put on that bro. level to represent like that. And it's sort of like, it's sort of like, a, what's it called? Like, I was selected for a reason as well, you know? Mm. And I, I was only like deep in it on the day and so many things was going on on that day mm. where I had to walk that, that was like, it was like, you know that like when the enemy comes to attack you? Mm. That was what was going on because... Was, oh, so many things like that. Yeah, okay, things was happening okay. in the day. Trying I was just to meant to. Slow you down they told me I had to learn like some minor choreography. Oh, I was thinking, like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. And oh, I, yes, I saw. Yes. Yeah, they said I had to learn some minor choreography. And yeah. I, I, I couldn't go to rehearsal because I had to fit in for something else. Oh, it was like things was. And that day, traffic was just so bad. But yeah, I was just like, you know what? I had to pray. I was like, yeah, let me just get things done. I had like a little moment where I had to go to the Twitter and catch my breath because yeah. it was it was a lot and I wasn't yeah. sure whether I'd be able to put everything together but yeah did what's, it and it was like my what's the time experience. frame of this all happening all in the same day okay. so like I'll, I'll give you like a little rundown so um I was um I was told on the night the night of leaving that rehearsal was the night before the actual show and I was like wow this is a lot I didn't expect this mm. and then I get my agent gets an email sir Tommy Hilfiger wants you to walk the the red carpet with him and he wants to dress you. I was like, what? Um, he was like, well, yeah, they got your sizes. That you need to go to this hotel at seven a.m. tomorrow. So I was like, okay. In my head, I'm like trying to practice the rest this <laughs> this choreography thing that they've given me and, and stuff. <laughs> and it was my first Perfect. ever time walking, so I was like, I don't know if I even know how to walk properly, oh, you know. Yeah. And I'm seeing all these people; they've got years on me. They've Damn. like actual veterans in the game walking yeah. in front of me. So That's a lot, man. I'm not trying to embarrass myself today, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then um, I, I was meant to be at rehearsal in the, so I haven't walked the actual stage in the actual Royal Albert Hall, so I've no idea what the stage looks like. I missed it because I was having to go to fittings for what I'd wear oh, on the red yes. carpet before. And they allowed that's all good as well. 
it had to happen, but I was I was just thinking, no, I can't do this. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. I haven't actually, because when he was at the rehearsal, so I was like, I need to actually see how this works with the person I'm walking yeah, with, or else yeah, yeah. this could be messed up. And they <laughs> changed things last minute, they told me. I was like, what? Okay. So I arrived, I'm just like, oh, I wanted it to just be a peaceful day where I had time. So they were like, you're coming five hours before. And it went, I got there like an hour before, and I was oh, just like, no. Nah. Anyway, I was just, I had to pray. The only thing I could do was pray. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> when it got down to it, I, I enjoyed it. I just made sure I had to enjoy what I had in the moment. 100%. In the end as well, I didn't get to actually walk the full carpet because I didn't have enough time yeah. as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like you, you was in your element, bro. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. locked in like I enjoyed it. 12 times, bro. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly. No, thank you, but so yeah. I, it was I guess a, the process and the moment that you found is... is... It's, it's working wonders for you, bro. You thank God. Nah, you literally, thank God. Literally. Yeah. Damn. So what, what about like uh, your BBC opportunities? Because I, I still see that you're... Oh, are you cool to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um um right now I produce two shows on BBC One Extra. Um so I'm a piano. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but he just said he produces two shows. <laughs> you're so silly. <laughs> Not one. You're so you're silly. One. Outside of fashion and everything, because yeah, yeah. I you do a lot. outside I'm of fashion, to make an you do a lot, bro. <laughs> nah, you know what yeah, I mean? this is your, this is your time to get your flowers. I'm serious. Yeah. Thank you, thank yeah. you. But yeah, yeah, outside of fashion, I studied film and TV in, uni yeah. in university. My plan was always to just be a TV producer, okay, and produce content in the UK that represents black people different other than gangs that's what i wanted Amazing. that was all i had in mind to do Amazing. at the time and fashion was something that came upon me in lockdown i had no plan to do and so but yeah um over at bbc radio one extra I produced a show called i'm a piano to afro house it's a fairly a new show in our third season so give it a listen if you're listening um and then uh, one extra's throwback party which is like dedicated to all throwback tunes early 90s early 2000s and stuff and um what was your question wait what was your question the opportunities oh so how, how did it kind of come about um like, what's kind of come about through that, that so i graduated in a pandemic right mm -hmm. and um Mad. my plan was to go in one of those graduate schemes you know so oh, I, I did the interviews and then i also had a plan to move to new york and like work nice. on like the jimmy jimmy fallon show oh okay that was Late what night. i wanted to do yeah, that's dope. and i had things in place and then we got hit with a lockdown yeah everything got cancelled so the bbc graduate scheme thing cancelled the thing with the states of course cancelled no one's traveling they people lo losing their jobs left yeah. and right when i saw eastender stop screen i was like wow oh. like shut down yeah, so i can't even not. do entry-level work i just had to finish my degree because i i think it we went into lockdown what, February times? Yeah, February, yeah, March. 2019, yeah, yeah. And I finished uni in this, the, that June. Mm. So I was just like, all I can do is focus on the rest of my, my dissertation mm. and the rest of my assignments. And that was scary to me because I always have a plan yeah. for what's next. And yeah, and everyone was in the same situation. And I was creating content to, like on YouTube. Mm. I was I started yes, off doing YouTube. Yes, and I was just making more content and like... I was just like, again, I rely on God for when things don't make sense. Cause I was like, I was living alone at the time. I didn't have plans on moving back home as well. So I knew wherever I needed to be able to have money to move to London, yeah. get a place and things like that. And I was like, if I'm not working, this isn't going to work, you yeah. know? So I was um, creating content and I was just like going with the flow and focusing on my degree. I made like a YouTube video about the lockdown, like just about, like you know like a fun little surviving tips yeah. survival tips and yeah. so and then like the british film institution like reposted it was like this is one of the videos mm. that is shaping this worldwide pandemic i was like what like they listed <laughs> yeah. that in there yeah, yeah was, like, I, was like, the 100, 100. I was like what <laughs> <laughs> and that video was get like very ghetto it was yeah. very very backstreet like yeah. it was me being me talking to my Roll, people yeah, yeah. yeah i was like wow and um not long after that i like had a call randomly from someone over at Radio One, and they were like, "We want you to like come on. We need a new face, younger voice, um, on this project that we got going on. This was to do with um, mental health." And I was just like, "Yes, uh, I was not qualified to that role." I said, "Yes, and mm. I'll learn it's it me. on the way." Yeah, I learned. Yeah. And you, you know, 
And yeah, thank God, thank God. It was a very tough. I learned so much very quickly and had to just like back to back to back. And then, um, yeah, that's why I sort of found my feet in TV. And I started jumping on different shows and stuff like that. Um, and becoming like a researcher in TV and then producer in radio. Oh. So yeah, I had no brands of radio, but like, it all came in hand in hand. And I love what I do. Love Amo Piano as well. It sort of like took off in lockdown. That's how yeah, the show was bro. born as yeah. well. And like it's just stuck. And I'm glad it stuck. Yeah, Something thanks. that is from, you know, Africa. That's sick. That's sick. Now it's international. It's global, man. Mm -hmm. Everyone's trying to get a piece of that. Yeah. As you've run through like what you've gone through the last basically two years in your career and in education as well, what's your favorite creative avenue so that you're doing right now? What are you having um, the most fun in right now? I I think I I didn't realize that fashion would be something that I enjoy so much, because mm. I realized that it gives me more of a voice to do the same thing. Yeah. The reason why I wanted to make TV was to like talk about things that I haven't spoken about on yeah. TV before, mm. show black people in a different other levels to black people, yeah. other different types of black people, not only black struggle, which was has been a thing in UK, British TV, even yeah. American TV yeah. for years and years and years. And I didn't realize that like me saying that I wanted that to happen, I could be an example of that myself. 100%. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I was always very heavy on being behind the camera. Yeah, yeah. making it tick and stuff. Like and then during yeah. lockdown, I got like a DM from a photographer yeah. and he was like, you know what, we want to shoot you. I was like, shoot me for what? <laughs> shoot me for what? Um, I didn't believe, I thought it was, I thought it was fake. Yeah, he got his yeah. assistant to yeah, DM me. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, this Saturday, we want you to shoot you for Vogue Italia. I was like, what? Oh my gosh. But man, I, was, I, was, I had nothing to do. I didn't know how to take pictures. Mm -hmm. So that was very wild. And that was like the birth of my, my fashion journey. Jeez. And I was, yeah. I was I was watching like I was in, in my, my little research. Yeah. Know, pre <laughs> pre production. Got you. Stuff. I was seeing like how when you were younger, you mm -hmm. was, you didn't want to take pictures or have yourself on camera at all, and I saw the uh, the short film somewhat that you did with mm -hmm. Rojo. Shout yeah. out Rojo. Shout out Rojo Jerome. Yes, yes, sir. yes. one uh, of the best creators out there. I was gonna say biggest director. And I can see your friend like trying to put you on camera. You're like, no, no, I'm out. And I I, I kind of feel where you come from, man. And just seeing the growth from being basically not wanting to be on camera mm. to be to shooting for Vogue. Yeah, that's wild. I, I bet you if you told your what was it, 13, 14 year old self mm. that impossible. He'll be telling you you'd be telling you to F off. If you asked me two <laughs> years ago I'd tell you to shoot. F off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, yeah, yeah. When but I was younger, yeah. Mm -hmm. How how does that feel? Like that that tr that like kind of transition to like how you think about yourself as well and your self confidence and stuff like that. So to overcome that, Ooh, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. It's mm. wild. Because I didn't realize that I would have to also be representation for a lot of people that still haven't mm. really passed that. Because we're still on a yeah, yeah, thing yeah. where things are changing. There's 100%. still a lot of I can't walk into Selfridges right now and shop any designer brand that I want to and find clothes in my size still. So mm. we're still mm. in a fight. What yeah. I do is still in a fight. Yeah. But um, when I was younger, hated being dark skin. Yeah. Caribbean community around me, you're always told your dark, you know, like even aunties as well, to, mm. they'll tell everything that they feel about you to a child, which I think is really crazy. Weird behavior, in Bro. my opinion. They'll say, if they, so they'll be like, oh, oh wait, yeah, what? he's too fat, he's too dark. Yeah, yeah. They'll tell anyone anything about like, 100%. and it's just weird, like, why, why stuff and, like that is. Any flaw, and it's like, it could be just opposite ends of the spectrum. So it's like, you can't win. As a kid, you feel like you can't win. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think, um, culture and family and stuff they understand what that does to people yeah. 100%. mentally that's created an insecurity in that child they didn't even have before yeah. until you told them that Literally. they had no problem they just went to school every day mm. didn't have fun and play around yeah, exactly. they're not thinking about their skin colour being wrong 100%. so yeah it was learnt behaviour it was learnt behaviour I just thought oh yeah I'm way too dark yeah. and I come from a culture where people back home are bleaching 100%. as well yeah. and that's down that's down from history why that's there as well Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I was very comfortable with the idea I shouldn't be in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't feel. So I had no desire to be in front of cameras. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I'm the best one to take the picture. Yeah. And so it's simply because, yeah, you need to lose weight. I, in my head, I was like, oh, you need to lose weight and be at your Light best self. To, yeah, yeah, be, yeah, that's not for you. That's not your bag sort of yeah. thing. So, and I was comfortable with that. Yeah, so I was confident, but confident in 
being <laughs> backstage. Yeah, and yeah. That was that. So I had to unlearn that, 100%. and I had to unlearn that. Wow modeling in it yeah. so that was it was wild it was wild when that thing for vogue came out that's when i actually deeped what was going on because i didn't realize that vogue don't have any plus as men that's ever been yeah. in vogue full yeah. stop even italy I was thinking, ever in bro. the most race one of the most racist countries yeah. that was a very wild thing you, like you're, you're breaking a lot of uh, barriers just by actively God. doing these things bro. Amen. and obviously you're, you're quite conscious of, of like the of the moves and the effects of, of mm -hmm. what you do and stuff like that but i guess kind of looking back do you end up even looking back at what you've previously done to to just review things and how you could have dealt with things better or yeah like of course of, of course of course they're like um i guess the way that you speak about yourself is the most important part yeah, of it because yeah. like the way you talk to yourself in your head i'd be very very negative like over yeah. very small things like it could be like, oh yeah you're rubbish that yeah. was dead yeah what did you think you were doing? Like, and it's like you wouldn't even talk to other people like that. Yeah, so why would we talk crazy. to ourselves like that? And you realize the way that you speak to yourself and treat yourself, yeah. and it like really affects how you do anything. Mm -hmm. And like you need to be at your best to even help your family, to help other people, to yeah. be the best in other people's lives. So yeah, that's if I that's what I would have changed, and that's what I've learned to change. You gotta be your biggest fan as well and your mm. biggest supporter, because like you can't just say ah. Oh, you can't just beat yourself up all, every, all the time, all the time, all the time. Yeah, you gotta like, you gotta say as if you're talking to your friend. Mm -hmm. Be constructive. Like, oh yeah, this didn't work out, but if you would have did this next time, it might might have a different result. You know what I mean? That's it. That's it. And people don't do that a lot. So it's like, do you like give that yourself that constructive criticism? Or did you like learn that? Did you do that straight away, or did you learn that as you were? It was over that? time. It was over time. It was over time. It was just like while i was modeling i had to learn because it was like it was very far things were moving very fast mm. and it's like it's well. yeah crazy, yeah mm. and it's like i'm doing things i didn't think i'd ever do even like taking off clothes in front of camera was yeah. like a big shock to me and it was almost like and what you guys may not see on the other side of the picture there's like 50 people on the set yeah, exactly. staring at you yeah. some people don't you don't even know who they are they've not introduced themselves they're literally just staring at you 100%. and it's like you can, in that moment i promise you you can crumble and want to leave or like do a runner like it's very easy to do that so i was having to like yeah. sort of learn what what is going to make me feel comfortable what is going to make me be com actually confident because I, I think at the start I was faking it. Yeah, it's like you gotta fake it till you make it. Yeah, you know, you know the saying you have to pretend. You see the fifth people standing at your back, pretend they're naked as well. Mm, and, then, and then you and see, it's an <laughs> element of delusion just yeah. for you to catch up to to that to that version of yourself that you want anyway. Mm, exactly. And, and um, well, sorry to even cut you off. You was on a run there as well. What was I? Saying? What was I saying? Um, what about the fifty people in front of you? Your view on like for. That was for dazed, right? Um, yes, dazed. No, I wasn't kidding. I was. That was a camera trick. I, I would oh. never do anything naked. That was a camera trick. That was camera trick. I saw, I saw a beat to to like, me, what? to me, as long as I've got my top off, that is naked in my head. That's yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. Sounds... But yeah, no, that was camera tricks. So yeah, that was okay. camera tricks. And editing. Yeah, I had PE. I would not change in front yeah, of. Like, I went to a boys' school. I wouldn't change in front of my peers. Yeah. It was, wasn't happening. Yeah. Swimming, not doing it. Boys school savage as well, man. I'd sit in the detentions because literally I wasn't doing that. Yeah. yeah, I just wasn't. I wasn't. I was just mentally not there. Like yeah. it wasn't happening. So that switch was very crazy to to do that in, you know, magazines and yeah. plays, TV shows and stuff where people can see me. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's like your view on, on like your your body image? You know how you treat um, yourself, how you just walk around now and just moving forward where you'd like to get yourself. If, if you're not there uh, yeah. uh, so the way I see it I feel like you should like be able to appreciate yourself at any stage you're at mm. and you're allowed to want to so whether going to the gym helps you get to that mental state but being able to love yourself like regardless of what state you're at even if you've had a period where you've had to let go or something traumatic's happened and mm -hmm. you put on weight not to judge yourself not to be oh, I need to do this it's like no I want to do this because I'm going to feel good yeah. but you should be able to feel good at any stage because exactly. things happen yeah. you should do it for yourself that's what body positive. that's what body positivity is for me it isn't people being unhealthy I don't support that like there's people that are saying oh, being healthy eat whatever no, that's not what I'm saying mm. it's just being able to love yourself at any other state yeah. any stage that your body goes through yeah. you know yeah because there is no I mean obviously scientifically there is an optimal 
you know, weight and size and shape and the way you're supposed to be mentally and stuff, mm-hmm. how that's going to affect but in society, you know, that's that's where we kind of have to have that kind of leniency, what I'm thinking of, well, is what I'm thinking of anyway. So there's less of that societal pressure, there's less of a community where they feel like it's comfortable for people to grab your cheeks and say, hey, you gained the weight and stuff like that. You know and I mean? you know what? Some, like, the more I started to respect myself and, like, are there certain things that I couldn't allow to run? Yes. And that, like, you know, so, so exactly. So there's like, when people are used to, when you are used to, like, growing up being a butt of people's jokes. Yeah, bro. There's certain things you'll just let run. And, like, people, they're used to that, doing that. So that could be just people making a comment on, let me give you an example. It could just be simply, oh, like, oh, you look, let's say, for example, you wear shorts and you don't really wear shorts often. Mm. And it's like somebody, even family, for example, yeah. they could be like, oh, you look, you look smart, you look skinny. Yeah, yeah. Dead that yeah. on the spot. Like, yo, don't, 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 don't comment here. Like, you have to pull things up as they are. And that Separate. is part of it. Yeah. And it's part of it. Yeah. It's part of it. Damn. And some, some of the process, not allowing people to talk to me anyway, anyhow. Mm-hmm. Must have been mad so, uncomfortable, though. Yeah, but if I'm feeling uncomfortable, why should? Why, yeah. If you can keep your opinion to yourself, and especially if you're in around my space, because of course I know I'm putting myself online, anyone can comment on me. Yeah. That's fine. But the yeah. people I choose to have around me, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do that. 100%. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, kind of, how do you how do you navigate social media then? Since since you're you're putting your whole. Well, you know, like I said, I, I, I had a layer of fit skin from doing YouTube. Yes. And I internalised mentally, like, yeah, cool, fat, dark, yeah, blick, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, so I'd see the comment, I'd get lots of comments about my skin tone. And I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, he's fat. Okay, cool. But I'm still here. Yeah. You're watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And yeah, but like, yeah, so it's like, it's fine. Like, I know people are going to have opinions. And a lot of it is coming from people hurt, people who yeah. are insecure themselves. Yeah, exactly. They're not really happy with themselves right now. It's, it's, so it's, it's, it's the start it of a lot of man's um, villain arcs as well. Yeah, Like, bro. having, like, just something that people try to pick at. When when those people pick at them and then they get a reply that they don't like, like, the customer's mum or something, mm. now it's... It's 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 not funny anymore. Yeah, and mm. it's not respond anymore. to them. It's like, oh no, but I actually respect your stuff. You know, duh, duh, duh. it's just like a bit of attention seeking, and as, yeah. as you said, it's all internalized. It, it's going out your, going out of your way to be mean to someone that either you don't know or even your friend. It's just like it's just weird. It's weird behavior. Mm. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, let's dig into what's wrong with you mm. that you feel the need to do that. It kind of goes back to that whole societal pressure situation. Like, yeah. Because people just come out here and whatever internalised issue that they probably dealt with, someone that probably spoke to them about the size of their nose. And, and their girls cheating on them. Their, their, yeah, exactly. Girls cheating on them, you know. All that kind of hatred comes yeah. out. You see someone that feels like, or has a bit of, you know, sunshine, or has a bit of positivity about them. You want to you wanna shun yeah. that at, at first chance, you know? Exactly. So I feel like if we kind of do each other's work, uh, do this internal work for each other, or for even ourselves, it will help each other. Just you you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Now that you guys are speaking that about that, how people like who are trolling and stuff. Because I, when I was in uni, like I came, I was in a situation where I found out a very big troll account that was like every week I drop a video. There's a comment Don't there. Your cousin. No, no, but I found <laughs> it was someone from my uni, and it was somebody, yeah. and I was just like, like I was just like. I was like, let's have an actual conversation because I want to like get into your head a bit. And I was like, <laughs> no, they, I don't even know. I realized after this was after okay, this, okay, but okay, okay. in general, they were like, you know, I didn't like you before. Mm. I was like, I was like, why do you like me? I was just thinking like, well, like how how can you like be? How can you want to put yourself out there online or on social media or like on YouTube at the time? And so I just thought like you're you're doing a lot, doing doing too much because I couldn't do that myself. And, and it's like, yeah, like, you, you shouldn't be doing that. That's what I thought in my head. And I was just, like, it's a lot of it is projection of what people yeah. know that they can't do. Exactly. So it's like, it's attack and the people who put themselves out there cause, so they can feel better. Yeah. I don't like to use this word too much, but it's em- like envy and jealousy. Because mm. like, why are you having fun? <laughs> it's also a bit of pussy. That was well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that way. Because... Really and truly, someone has found some confidence, found some strength to push forward into something they feel passionate about. But because you don't have that strength at this current moment, you want to then pull them down to somewhere similar to yourself. Exactly. You know. So I guess you kind of touched on a lot of different things, like um, navigating through to- um, toxic 
environments mm. relationships mm. um even just your own mentality and things of that friendships nature. as well so i guess what um coming through this that's different to actually parents and stuff who kind of don't understand the vision so since you touched on it as well mm-hmm. friendships and stuff like that have you had to kind of cut people off as you're going to this new kind of space that you're in yeah yeah, yeah of course and i don't ref- i don't call it cutting people off i call it just moving on in my journey mm. and so like okay we're just not compatible or like the things that we would do before isn't stuff i want to do now and you're not on moving on that's cool I've got to move on and that's it. And as well, I'm very, like, I'm a person that I, what I prefer now, instead of having like a big group of friends, I'd rather have individual relationships with each person because that's when it's authentic and more real. Because a lot of the time I realize you're in school because you're around people every day, but it's like outside of that, would you chill with each other? Mm. That's why a lot of people aren't even friends anymore. But yeah, I guess when you're around people who make you feel less than as well, like people are used to you being less than and it bothers them when you're more or when you want more. When you surpass them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. It's not good. Even if you, like, I know some people, they hold on to friendships because they know this person 10 plus years yeah, and it's like that friendship concept. is the one thing dragging them down they don't even see it yeah. like in the way that they respond to things and it's like the, your friends is very important because even more than f- like relationships because you let's say you you get good news you you, you want to share it with your friend yeah. you have a decision to make you want to share it with your friend if that person has bad intentions for you they will advise you to do the worst things yep. and they'll do that happily because there's like it's not there so it's like pick you be careful of your surroundings make sure that you're doing things because you want to as well yeah and i'm not afraid to move on like i remember there was like a time where like just before in lockdown like that's how the clear out. That's a clear out of this. Mm. Like, you know, in conversations, I just go into a negative place every yeah. time you're talking to someone. You see, like, a, not a nice side of yourself, yeah. like, because you're around, because the environment you're in. Draw yourself back. Like, let's take a breather from it. And it's, you got to review that. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's enough. It's enough. Right? It's cool. Like, it's love, but love you from a distance. Yeah. And there's so many things. It's like a door open and so many opportunities yeah. had access to me because there was people, like, oh, we didn't approach you for that because. Yeah. We just thought you wouldn't be interested because these are the type of people you are around. Mm, you do yeah. this. I was like, really? So when I started to see things like that, where regardless, you're represented by the people you have around you yeah, as well, and you you could be losing out and stuff. Your yeah. network is very important, mm-hmm. and who you know is some sometimes more important than what you know as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's in a lot, a lot, a yeah. Lot, a lot you could be talented and yeah. not being seen. Yeah, you can be talented. You could be the smartest bike, but if you don't know the right people, it's kind. It's gonna be long. Mm. And even mm-hmm. as I was saying, just being around the right people. So I guess, um, damn it, sometimes it feels like grievance, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're burying them in your mind. Obviously, it's not physical. They're still <laughs> here. Yeah, but it's like, it's <laughs> over with us, man. It's dark, man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I've yeah. had some, some few similar experiences like that as well, you know, whether that's, you know, people chilling in gangs or, you know, selling drugs or just used to speaking negatively about other people or themselves, mm. you know, that constant spirit of gossip, it's that but te- there's no self-progression It's that telling yourself, as like, I need to just step away from Seckle, this. Man. I need to set, set, in the, set in motion the plan to start dwindling down this friendship because yeah. it's not healthy for either of us. Yeah. And, and that's realising you have some sort of attachment situation or anything personal that's stopping you from actually getting rid of this thing that you've yeah. identified as toxic. Because some people... Still would identify you, it, but don't actually purge it. Would you call it, James? Pick you in it. That's what pick you said. You. Yeah. Mm. Pick you, because like, there's like, if you like, you want to be around people that really want to push you the extra mile. They kind of yeah. know what you're trying to do, and you know what they're trying to do. And yeah. it's what a friend should do is like when they see you're you're, you're getting distracted. Yeah, veering off a little bit. Let me get back on. Let me get back on. Mm you like that's what it should be it shouldn't be let's help you the distraction let's yeah. let's say things like this let me not mm. push him in a way that's uncomfortable right yeah now. let's just join in let's yeah. let's join in the distraction that's not what friends should do not at this age like it's very very important that you have a lot clean of your, people around a lot you. of your friends will know you better than some of your family members because mm-hmm. well, you have conversations with your friends that you will never have with yeah we grown grown like yeah, yeah exactly. we grown growing through growing things yeah, and not exactly. everything you're going to discuss with family so those people are technically your family yeah. at some point. So you need to be so careful of that That's sort of definitely like, facts. Like people you have around you. Your non like your non-biological family is your your network of friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like 
it's like the people that that champion you, the people that push you on, the people that like, no, okay, you need to chill, chill out because you're going too hard. Mm. And it's like, they will know when that time has come to give you that advice and to talk to you and put that arm around you and say, listen, we need, you need to settle a piece or you need to st- you need to step it up, Nick. Yeah. One, one, even one. There's a balance in it. There's a balance. You yeah. don't want to have a friend that's obviously just cool with whatever you're doing, yeah. but you also don't want to have a friend that's, you know, constantly trying to push you in directions where you're not comfortable in, mm. you know, but I guess if, like you said, having having that mindset of just being able to champion someone because of the passions that they have, the skills that they have, the mentality that they have, and not only that, but choosing yourself as well because that makes you a good friend by leading that example. You're always constantly doing things that you set up to do. You're always being that positive um, um, leader. Um, just things of that nature, I guess, putting things together. And, stuff. and friends that let you just be yourself. Yeah. Like where it's an open space where you can come to them if something's happened and all that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 It's that real stuff right there, mm-hmm. man. So I ain't man. looking for that fake no more, man. <laughs> but um, real. What was I going to say? What's your earliest memory in terms of like entertaining people or just being someone that's you know has that entertainment spirit mm, um that you can remember of course me if if not starting my youtube channel when i was like 16 i would say and before then you was never on being in front you was ever on like tension or just making people laugh or you know what i'm saying none, none of that not in school, not in school, in school I had my jokes, in okay. school I had my jokes, in school I had my jokes. I used to rely on my personality before everything else, just gen- generally, so, yeah, but like, like properly putting myself out there like that, when like entertaining other people, I'd say, yeah, I was at 16, yeah. YouTube, YouTube. changed my life, bro. What area did you grow up in? South London? I'm from South London, yeah. yeah what, what part? I'm from South West, like Brixton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bricky. Not there now, but yeah. Yeah. Something like, yeah, oh, something. we get money now. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no, not even, not even that. It's more expensive to live in Brixton now. Okay, gentrification's yeah, real yeah, thing. thing yes. Gentrification is gentrifying, man. Yeah, yeah, Brixton is pricey. When You're you not gonna get your money's worth of that. When you yeah. see a young Costa and a Starbucks enter the hood, mm. time's ticking. It's mm. coming. Time's ticking. You know it's coming. Unexpected high bill. <laughs> this mad. This mad. This mad. This mad. Yeah. Um. I'll say, how has like growing up in Brixton influenced how you how you navigate as well? That that's oh, so I'm part. able to code switch. I've realized and it. I've oh, realized yes, recently yeah. that I naturally code switch. Yeah, same. Because and you have to. I thought that's a skill you should have in general. Like yeah. when work is work, ends, friends, family. Yeah church every everything is like i've realized i co-switch a lot like yeah. and, and it just switches i don't even realize that i'm doing that and so as well and what is nice like growing up in brixton was interesting like i was mm. quite wild when i was younger now it's a different so. place but it's nice to come across people from back then and still they still show me respect like yeah. then they and they send love send love for what I'm doing mm. and I just we didn't expect it yeah. I didn't expect it like especially like well. be, doing stuff in fashion as well it's very like out there sometimes mm. it's like not not the everyday norm so it's mm. like when I get when I get love from people from back from home it's nice yeah I yeah, respect nice. it genuine stuff Mm-hmm. So here to say happy man yeah. we used to cross paths once back in the day still. hometown hero type shit yeah, yeah. literally not, not even that it. not even that <laughs> I don't <laughs> hero <laughs> I don't hero <laughs> there's many people that's doing really well from, from ends and yeah. stuff but yeah it's sick to see isn't it yes yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice to get like that yeah, yeah. Like that full circle moment you're amongst the greatness bro Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, we, know, we know who you are. <laughs> we know who you are, man. We know he's trying to be humble right now, but we're not doing that. This is the place we're offering everyone their flowers. We're having a real conversation. So we appreciate you actually coming down and yes, spending sir. some time with us, man. I appreciate being a nice this, chat. This ain't the first. This ain't the first. We'll have so many more as things and time goes on, I guess. Hopefully, you know, next time you're here, we're, we're in a better situation as well. But um, I guess this was your... 10 minutes of selfless promo so anything you got going moving forward or anything that you just want to promote currently um yeah this is your time to go for it. um okay so on social media i've got, the only thing i want to really promote is non-profit at the moment so 
uh, did a project with Roger Myers that you guys mentioned yes, at the start. Perfect. It's a two minute video, guys. Um, I just want you guys to have a watch. Let me know how you feel mm-hmm. and what it's made you feel. Um, it's currently in the process of being made into something much bigger, yes. something really exciting mm-hmm. on a really good platform. And yeah, I just want you guys to watch that and share it and share that to the black people you know, mm-hmm. black kids that you know as well. And yeah. Give us a um, taste man. on what that's about, sir. Oh, so um, I decided to it's a big one. make a short doc, a yes. short doc going into colorism specifically of young, a young British black guy, a black man's experience. So yeah, I delve into what, like there was a moment, oh yeah, might as well. Yeah, there was a moment yes. where I was in, I was 13, mm-hmm. I was 13 and it was like, um, you know when you just know, like you go on the school bus I had from Brixton to Upper Norwood, there was like six schools, six secondary uh, schools. Yes. You're passing, you, I just know in the back of my head, someone's going to mention my skin tone. Really? Somehow, yeah. Whether, and it's more girls than, more girls than yeah. guys. But anyway, yeah. that was normal. Yeah. But I just remember one time, my friend was in the bus, I could come back from school. And this was my male friend. He was like to me, James. You would look so clean. You'd look so bang if you just was a bit lighter. Uh, okay. And I don't know, that specifically, I don't know. Okay. He probably, I haven't even discussed this with him, but yeah. he, probably, he probably don't even remember. Yeah. I got, off like the, I got off the yeah. bus at Brixton Market and I bought bleach right there. Oh, I said, I will bleach my skin right now. Yeah. I didn't end up doing it, but yeah, I bought it and yeah. I was ready to do it. Yeah, and I was just God. like, Thank God you did it, bro. Cause people was, yeah, people facts, was. Facts. That's the yeah, most, for and sure. that's what will be covered in that documentary too. Yeah. There's a lot of people, their skins recovering from bleach, yeah. and I re- and I recognize it, I notice it. I don't. Mm. Uh, it's not to call people out, but it's like people did that simply just down to the fact that colorism is a real thing yeah, exactly. within our culture. Still is not as bad as it was before. Yeah, man. But yeah, dark skin guys had it rough. It's, we're moving. I think with colorism, I think we're moving in the right direction. But there's still a long way to go because we're mm. untying centuries of anti-blackness and mm. all that stuff. Mm. And it's gonna take it's a group effort. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, and culture is like being lighter is connected to being more rich, being yeah. successful, yeah. Yeah. being wealthy. So there's so many like so jobs ingrained things. People don't just one day pick up a tub of bleach. That's yeah. how I have to explain to people that's yeah. not of color that don't understand. Oh, why would you want to bleach your skin? You, yeah. Why would you want to do that? I'm, I'm like, people if don't you, wake up and just in, yeah, getting comments. Every the now oppression and then, is crazy. Yeah. You're it's seeing crazy. visual, visual po- positive Look at the world of around you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I've, I've, yeah I've, I've had situations where, yeah, even like families let me know, like, it was too dark. Yeah, yeah. And I was like the darkest in my family as well. So oh, I just always thought there was something wrong with me. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn, it's a heavy one. We'll but anyway, yeah, out, that's what the documentary delves into. It's a snippet there, but I just kind of want people to watch it and see it, yes. give their opinion, share your stories. I've been getting a lot of DMs about it. My Instagram, my social media is Corbin Captures, C O R. B-I-N captures YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, please connect with me. Join the Corbin family. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay, last, 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 last. What's going on in the future, man? What that you can tell us? Um, um, so I'm definitely gonna do more things in front of the camera. I think um in that process of like moving from producing to doing so yeah runways more runways more yes, things so in fashion yeah. more things more some some fun stuff's been shot and that's coming out soon as well pushing more boundaries opening doors and Actuals. shaking infrastructures and so and yeah yeah that's the plan that's the plan here's to shaking more tables yes man exactly shake them tables mm-hmm. all right guys do the pleasantries. Take us out, man. Take us out. First of all, first and foremost, thank you for James for yes, coming. Yes, sir. Round of applause, please. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolute please. pleasure. We go again. Listen, we done told you already after every episode, yeah. The anchor's there. Mill dual settings. You get exclusive content, all that. Please go over there. Patreon on the way mm-hmm. is bubbling. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Merch on the way. Merch on the way. The live show's on the way. <laughs> on the way. Live events on the way. On the way. Make sure you go on our socials, Instagram, Urban Era 404, mm-hmm. UE404. Google us, UE404. 
Twitter, UE at UE four oh four. Uh YouTube, same name. You know you know the deal already. Yeah, we're, we're gonna set up a subscribe and slash mailing list as well. So yes, you sir. can just stay up to date. So, so we keep you stay up for that. We'll keep you abreast Please. of new information and new content coming up. Yes, sir. More epic guests on the way. You think James is here to just sit down with anybody? <laughs> Don't play yourself. It's been okay, another man. episode. Love you guys. Peace. Take care. Nah. <laughs>